Peace, love, and blessings, everybody. Peace and blessings. This is Daryl and Ashley, and this is our second part to the Principalities and Promises um, episode series, sermon series. And, you know, um, we really want to continue to go into this, this subject matter of um, false prophets false teachers, mm. um, some of the things that are going on nowadays inside the New Age community, conscious community, some of these occult teachings, of course, um, being practiced in some of the other religions, and some of the deception that's going on behind the scenes. And uh, so we can start off, we'll start off with just a short prayer. Mm -hmm. Father, in the holy name of Jesus, we pray to you, Jesus, to lead us in your scriptures, Jesus. We ask that you anoint us, Jesus, with your Holy Spirit, that you anoint us with the truth, that you anoint us with wisdom, Jesus, that you anoint us and show us right from wrong, Jesus. Teach us through your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Teach us which way to go, Jesus. Teach us to see through lies, to see through deception, Jesus. Remove all demonic forces, all principalities, authorities, and powers of deception and lies. Remove the lying tongue, Jesus, from those who seek to lie to us, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Remove all witchcraft, all wizardry, all divination, tarot card reading, words and assignments, Jesus. Lift off, Jesus, and remove any and all witch doctor spells and voodoo spells in the holy name of Jesus. And allow us to move into your truth, Jesus, not distracted by Satan and his minions, Jesus, but focus squarely on you, centered on you, on your solid foundation, that great rock that is that has filled up the whole earth and has turned into a great holy mountain, Jesus. Your holy mountain, your, your holy Zion, Jesus. In the holy name of Jesus, you are the most high, Jesus, and we thank you, Jesus. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray and we say hallelujah. Amen. In the Amen. holy name of Jesus. The holy name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, um, Jesus, um, let me to share um, in 1 John 2, 17 through 28. It says here, it says, And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time as ye have heard that an antichrist shall come. Even now are there many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is an antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even mm -hmm. eternal life. These oh, things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And so, what's being said here, what, what Jesus is saying here, through John is that you need no teaching of men but that the Holy Spirit itself himself will teach you and that these mm -hmm. there are certain people that um, that have um, we're doing the will of God but 
have come mm -hmm. and separated himself from the midst of us who are the body, who are the church, who are the anointing. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. And so we were talking about this mm -hmm. um, previously that, you know, um, we, we've both, um, and more so you, Ashley, you've had experiences where um, in the church in the past and other, at other churches, um, you've had issues with the pastor. A lot of people have had issues with pastors, have had issues with individuals in the church. Mm -hmm. And so they left the church outright because they had a problem with one person. Mm -hmm. And so we, we were talking about throwing the baby out with the bath water, you know, throwing the whole thing out, you know, and, and so when you look at that, when you see that somebody has walked away from the church because of one issue really deep down inside, deep down inside, mm -hmm. they wanted to leave that behind. That's what they, they says, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Okay. And so, and so we look at, you know, um, the, the, the new age crowd, the conscious community crowds, these people, people who practice um, meditation. And we were there. We were, we were, we were there. We were involved in some of these things. And, it, it and exactly what it is is exactly what Jesus spoke about having the outward form of godliness, but denying, but denying its, its power, plain and simple. So we go back, we go back, and we look at um, Matthew 24. Um, Jesus speaks about um, a lot of this mm. very, 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 very clearly. It says here, it says, And Jesus uh, went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, I am, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Okay, and so Jesus is saying that, Let no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive Many, so we talk about these antichrists, are saying that they're they are Jesus, and we we deal a lot of, a lot with this in this in this new age um, communities in these conscious communities, um, a lot of um, people, a lot of um, women and men who who are um, claiming that they are um, channeling the uh, spirit of of Jesus. Are claiming they're uh, channeling the spirit of a, of a saint and um, claiming that they are um, a false god or a false prophet. They're claiming that they are a prophet. They are claiming that they are um, this or that. You know, we have, um, you have movements um, and, and occult practices and movements like, um, like Galacticus. You have other, um, uh, you know, Illuminati groups and the groups that are involved with masonry that are claiming these different things that Jesus is speaking about it right here. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, saying, I am God, and shall deceive many. Many are being deceived by this. Many are being um, 
they're Christians. They're people who, who are, who are um, deceiving Christians, and Christians are compromising. So I'll, I'll, I'll mix a little bit here and a little bit there. This is exactly what the Israelites, the terrible mistake that the Israelites made. You know, um, recently we took a trip um, to Pine Ridge Reservation, the, the Native American Indian Reservation here in South Dakota. And we had a, a chance to meet with a pastor there who is um, founded a church there, who um, co, co, is co-founding a church there. And this um, he was explaining to us that down there, what happens is a lot of young Christians, a lot of Christians who are um, early in their walk and, and, and churches actually who have been around for a long time are lured down to Pine Ridge. There's a principality, there's a demonic force, a demon that lures people, groups, companies, and individuals down to Pine Ridge to devour them, literally to devour them. The same compromising spirit of compromise where Christians and uh, Christian groups are brought to Pine Ridge and want to mix up the Native American culture with Christianity and compromise and blend the two together with something that doesn't mix. You know, where we're talking about a high level of idolatry inside of the Native, Amer Native American culture, a high level of, of sacrifice and blood sacrifice, a high um, level of, of bow worship, which is some of the things that the Israelites were doing. And there's a, a strong link um, between what the Israelites were doing and what the Native Americans do today. And of course, Judah, we'll talk about that more later. Um, but <clears throat> there's also a verse here in James uh, 3, 13 through 18, that talks about this, you know, that if we're dealing with antichrists, we're dealing with false prophets and false teachers, the way to spot this is very easy. Okay, and Jesus talks about that you can spot, that you can see, the, um, the fruits of their labors. What are the fruits of their labors? And so in James 3, 13 through 18, right here it says, Woe is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Okay, that, that's, that's meekness and humbleness. Of wisdom mm. but if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts glory not and lie not against the truth so if you have um, you know bitter um, envying or, or, or looking at someone and saying I want to be like this person I want to be like that person and you have strife and you have arguments glory not and lie not against the truth lie not against the truth this wisdom Descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Okay, it's not hypocritical. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So the fruit of righteousness. We're looking for the fruit of their labors. So we have so many people who are claiming to be Jesus. That are claiming to be this God. That are claiming to be the God. You know, we have um, people like Elizabeth April. I don't know if you guys know who Elizabeth April is. But there's a, there's a young woman online who has been claiming the channel. This being and that being and all these things. And again, there's no foundation to stand on. And when there's no foundation to stand on, you have this. Just what, um, what it, what's being said in here in James 3. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Lie not against the truth. And so we were following this group called Galacticus. And in this group, there was a lot of that. It was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of strife. There was a lot of envy. There was a lot of backbiting. There was a lot of argument. There was a lot of of um, deception. There was a lot of um, pondering and wondering and and um, debating about what the truth is. And so never arriving at the truth. We, you know, we talk about this continually about never arriving at the truth. That there's no foundation that we know with, with Jesus. We know with Jesus there's a solid foundation 
there's the, the truth, this truth that cannot be um, argued against. And it says here, and they lie. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. And so we have these, these groups of people who are lying against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. We were talking about this before, how um, in these groups, there's not even a, um, a concept a concept of um, repentance. There's not even a concept of being um, sorry or apologizing to God and turning from um, these ways. Yeah, and it's, it's, um, yeah, it's so, it's so ironic how a lot of these groups that, um, specifically in the African-American um, conscious communities on the coastlines of North America, um, there's a lot of groups that utilize scriptures to validate the things that they say and do. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, when you're talking about five percenters, um, one of the basis beyond, behind um, the movement of five percenters is this belief that we, that they are gods, that every man is a god, and that he has several earths revolving around him, which represent women, just as, just like the sun has planets and it's the use of astrology it's the use of universal mathematics and they also uh dispute what the bible says with just one passage in scripture and we'll find out where exactly where that is where it says it in the bible um where it says ye are gods and they say that you know, Jesus Christ said that that we are gods. So therefore, you know, in, in this in your own Bible it says, you know, that we are gods. So let's break this down for a minute because you know, in the same level that um a lot of a lot of people, you know, judge the things that um you know that people do who believe in a Bible. But um at the same time, you know, they're condemning, you know, people who want to walk with God, but using these things, using these um, scriptures to try to validate, you know, being, being this way. And so I'm just trying to look for what that exact passage is, just so you can know, um, you know, and so it's John chapter 10 verse 34 so it says jesus answered them is it not written in your law i said ye are gods and so we'll take that and you'll think okay this means that we must be gods we 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 are gods so let's let's go back to john chapter 10 and so let's read, let's read this all the way until we get to verse 34. So John chapter 10, starting in verse one, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. So we're going to talk about this in a little bit, what that means. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the potter openeth. And the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by my, by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then Jesus unto them again said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10. 
The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is in hairling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and they flee and the wolf catcheth them and scatters the sheep to the ones that see the wolf coming that see the danger coming they leave the sheep they leave those who are what the five percenters would consider 85 percenters which are people that to their, you know, philosophy are not awakened or not conscious or not a part of the ascension or just would be considered like the sheep. Okay. And it says that he that is a heralding and not the shepherd whose own sheep are not, meaning the sheep don't belong to him. They see the wolf coming and they leave the sheep. You know, they see calamity coming and they leave. They see principalities coming. They see um, the government coming. They see negativity coming and they leave the sheep or the innocent, the, the ones that just don't, don't even know. You know, like they just leave them. And then the wolf comes, captures them. The government comes, imposes all of this fraud on them and scatters the sheep. The hireling flee because he's a hireling and cares not for the sheep. Jesus says in verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. And the father knoweth me, even so know I the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down. And it goes on, and I'll just, I'll just, um, you know, go up to where we're speaking about what it says. So Jesus walks in the temple in Solomon's porch in verse 23. Then it came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Verse 25, Jesus answered him, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shown you from my Father. For which of those works do ye stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, maketh thyself God. Jesus answered him, Is it not written in your law, I said, Ye are gods. If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and a scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemies, because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, Believe the works that ye may know, and believe that the Father is in me, and I in him. So, we go back to this, you know, this is the full contents of that scripture, ye are gods. And so many people take this and run with it to say, because of this scripture, it's okay for me to say, peace God, and I'm God body, and for them to believe 
that they are the gods and that there is no grandiose God, but that there's that everybody, many gods, the black man is God, like this whole concept. And, um, you know, I challenge this to say, if this be the case, then why is it that many are found on their knees begging and crying out to God when things are not going right in their marriages and in their relationships? If they were God, would not they be able to handle these circumstances? And there's so much more, you know, if we can't manage our own households, how much more can we say that we are God? But Jesus is saying that he and the Father are one, meaning there's one God. There's not more than one God. It's not Jesus and then the God. There's there's a connection. He is speaking of himself when he says, yeah, gods. He's speaking of those who do the, the work of the Father. Let it not be blasphemous against them because God is inside of them. So we have to judge these things based on the works that people do. And just like Daryl was saying, you know, about the things that stand out. If they, if just like that scripture said that, that Daryl just read, James. if they're doing it in James, if they're doing it in the spirit of boastfulness and pride and saying, yeah, 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 I'm this, I'm this, peace God, I'm this, up, you know, and you can feel that spirit of pride. You can feel where it's to glorify the person and not God. God is not even in the midst of it. So no one can ever claim to be God body if the father doesn't dwell in them. And in order for you to know that the father is dwelling in them through the spirit, they will be demonstrating the works of the father. You know, and, and so in Isaiah 48, um, it, it talks a little bit about this. It speaks a little bit about exactly um, doing the works of the Father. And so when I want to read this, it says, Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, which are called by the name of Israel, and are come forth out of the waters of Judah, which swear by the name of the Lord, and make mention of the God of Israel, but not in truth, nor in righteousness, for they call themselves of the holy city and stay themselves upon the God of Israel. The Lord of hosts is his name. I have declared the former things from the beginning and they went forth out of my mouth and I showed them. I did them suddenly and they came to pass because I knew that thou art obstinate and thy neck is an iron sinew and thy brow brass. Something saying these, that they have hard limbs they have a hard head or they're you know in some other scriptures it says a stiff neck i have even from the beginning declared if to thee before it came to pass i showed it to thee lest thou shouldest say mine idol hath done them and my graven image and my molten image have commanded them thou hast heard see all this and will not ye declare it i have showed thee new things from this time even hidden things and thou didst not know them they are created now and not from the beginning, even before the day when thou heardest them not, lest thou shouldest say, Behold, I knew them. Yea, thou heardest not, yea, thou knewest not, yea, from that time that thine ear was not opened. Okay, saying their ears were not opened. For I knew that thou wouldest deal very treacherously and was called a transgressor from the womb. So he's saying that he's shown us new things, that he's shown He's called people in, and he's called individuals. He's called prophets and showed them new things. But he knew that what would happen was they would come and they would transgress. That they would do take this and deceive many. That they would do terrible things. For my namesake will I defer mine anger. And for my praise will I refrain for thee that I cut thee not off. Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. For mine own sake, even for mine own sake, will I do it. For how should my name be polluted, and I will not give my glory unto another? Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called. I am he, I am the first, 
I also am the last. Mine hand also have laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand have spanned the heavens. When I call unto them, they stand up together. All ye assemble yourselves and hear, which among them have declared these things. The Lord hath loved him, he will do his pleasure on Babylon, and his arm shall be on the Chaldeans. I, even I, have spoken, yea, I have called him, I have brought him, and he shall make his way proper, prosperous. Come ye near unto me, hear ye this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was. There am I, and now the Lord God and his Spirit have sent me. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Oh, that thou hast hearkened to my commandments, then... Had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. Thy seed also has been of the sand, and the offspring of thy bowels like the gravel thereof. His name should not have been cut off, nor destroyed from before me. Go ye forth of Babylon, flee ye from the Chaldeans with the voice of singing, declare ye. Tell this, utter it even to the end of the earth. Say ye, the Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. And they thirsted not when he led them through the desert. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He claved the rock also. And the waters gushed out. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Though he's saying that those who, who try to deceive, to try to deceive us, are are not, this is not, they are not going to succeed with the things that they are doing. They are not going to to um, succeed with trying to, 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 to um, convince us and sway us with their lying tongue and their con this convincing tongue this compromising spirit that they are not going to succeed in the in the in the debauchery and the things that they are trying to pull over on on, on christians and and other people who who are trying to 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 find the truth that are that are um thirsting for the truth he's saying that he's saying that they're they're thirsty and they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts he caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them he clave the rock also and the waters gushed out he's saying that they were they were they were thirsty, saying that there were some that there were some that um that, that weren't thirsty, but there were some there that were that were very thirsty for the word. So even when we go back into Matthew twenty two, what we were talking about earlier about how this these people try to come in mm -hmm. with this false um sense of godliness with the outward form of godliness, but denying its power. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. This is Matthew 22, um, 1 through 13. Mm -hmm. He made a marriage for... Uh, uh, he made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding and they would not come again he sent forth other servants saying tell them which are bidden behold i have prepared my dinner my oxen and my fatlings are killed and all things are ready come unto the marriage but they made light of it and went their ways one to his farm another to his merchandise and the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them but when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies, and destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were um, bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways, and gathered together all, all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there... He saw there a man which had not on, not had on a wedding garment, and he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. And so, in a sense, you could say, when we're talking about these conscious communities, we're talking about these. Uh, new age communities we're talking about these occult groups um that many have intruded into heavenly places by meditation by astral traveling this is outside of god's law this is outside of god's will this is outside of jesus word we have to know the word. We can we can work, we can do things in the spirit, but we also have to know the word. 
We have to know the, the laws. We have to abide in Jesus. We have to know his will. We have to know the things that he permits. And we've been there. We've all been there. Mm -hmm. Wondering why we feel so uncomfortable um, in the spirit. Because we we're, outside of, we're outside of the will of God. We're outside of Jesus' will. We're outside of it. We're outside of his um, his protection. And so he's saying that somebody came in. He saith to friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. Cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. This group, this this group named Galacticus uses this as their, their tagline. Many are called, few are chosen, but yet deny Jesus. And so this is this is what we're looking at. This is what this is what we're um this is exactly what's going on inside of these groups having the outward form of godliness but denying all of its power plainly and simply and so how can you deny Jesus deny the existence of Jesus deny that the crucifixion happened but use his very words Utilize his words and use his Bible. Use the Bible. And there's, a, there's an answer here right here in Isaiah 54 through 11. Right here it says, The Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning, he wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God hath opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. This is what Jesus went through. And he was mocked, and he was spit, that he was beat, that he was smite. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment. The moth shall eat them up. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and have no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand, ye shall lie down in sorrow. So behold, he's saying, behold, all ye that kindle with fire, all ye that create controversy, that create arguments, that bring up arguments, that bring up things to debate, debates. Behold, all ye that kindle the fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, that surround yourselves with arguments and controversy. And, they, and with those sparks, compensing yourselves about with sparks and walking in the light of your fire and the light of those sparks and the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand, ye shall lie down in sorrow. So in time, he's saying in time, this shall all come crashing down mm -hmm. in the holy name of Jesus. This is Jesus is, is speaking. Jesus wants us to know that these things shall not last and so even when we go back when we go back um and, and jesus is talking about that many will come in his name we're talking about the false prophets we're talking about the false teachers we're talking about people that claim to be where even in the conscious community there's a whole 
um, philosophy and, and teaching of ascended masters, that Jesus is some type of ascended master, that these other saints and people are some type of uh, somebody who ascended, and then many other people can do the same thing, that there are human beings that can achieve the same thing. What does Jesus say about this? This is just a delusion, a demonic, satanic delusion. And no man, it says in John 3, 13 to 15, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So he's saying and saying, no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So ain't no man. No man. And Jesus even says, and um, if we go back just a little bit um, to Luke 21, he's saying that many, Luke 21, 7, through eight, that they asked him, saying, "Master, when shall these things be, and what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass?" And he said, "Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them." And so, you know, reviewing that again, this is this is what we're looking at inside of these groups and, and, and where to not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Have, um, inside of the, the conscious community, the new age community, the occult community, um, a concept of I am or your I am. And, and what that is, is a concept that you have a, a higher version of yourself that is a God that can be accessed, um, but in all reality, it's um, possession of a principality and it's making yourself equal with God, which is pride, completely, the complete possession of pride and taking that on completely. Yeah, it's like um, one of the things that always stood out to me was the fact that... Um, you hear a lot of people say that they are God body and that they are gods. Some people even suppose that um, the, the black woman is God. These concepts that give us this high esteem and pride, but when we look and turn to our lives, we're not being honest with ourselves about the things that are going on in our lives. Our lives are not perfect. Our lives are filled with turmoil, our lives. Some people are that that claim these things have problems with their children, problems with their spouse. Some are not even married. Some have had multiple divorces. Some people are dealing with like cheating on their spouse and you know using these um, these this thought process as an excuse to do. Like the things that they're doing, and um, we don't really like take the time to really sit and think about it. If we are God, then we would be omnipotent. We would be able to be in more than one place at one time. Which, you know, for personal experience, I can say there's no way that that can happen. You can feel like you can do and be Superman and Superwoman, but the reality is we we break down, you know, we get burned out. So there's no way that, um, you know, it's by our own strength that we are gods creating our own reality, our own life. But what more so is like when you, when we're saying this shaping of a new, of, of our own reality, it's more geared towards the things that we do, what you do, what you put out, you get back. And the reason why Jesus is so significant is because most of us don't really get back 
what we really truly put out. Because if we did, um, those times when we were really like venting about things, like we would get it back, you know, but thank glory be to Jesus. And so, um, there's another concept, um, that this, this, this oftentimes, you know, um, not looked at, um, the, the, the denunciation of Jesus and the denunciation of the Bible. But um, yet the same groups will honor the Apocrypha and book and, and will acknowledge that books were taken out of the Bible and use that as a validation against it. But when you go into the Apocrypha and you read inside of the 12 patriarchs, you have, for instance, in the book of Judah, where towards the end, it's prophecy that prophesied that Yahuwah himself would clothe himself in the flesh and come down and be amongst the people. And then it's also said that he would come in the name of the Gentiles. That's a prophecy in the book of Judah. That's a part of the Apocrypha, the 12 patriarchs. And that right there is accepted by the conscious community. But are we reading? Are we really truly reading and studying to show ourselves approved? Because if it says in that prophecy in the book of Judah that Yahuwah would come in the name of the Gentiles. Well, that and that during that time, the, the primary group that was considered Gentiles during that time was um, Greek. Because most, a majority of Rome were, were Greek-speaking Rome, Romans. They were Greek. So when we sit here and we're complaining and arguing with each other about Jesus being Greek... And we don't even know what the argument is. There's no argument. That's true. That is a Greek name. But also what's true is the prophecy in the book of Judah and the 12 patriarchs that is in more than one of those patriarch books that describes that the, that the creator of all the living, Yahuwah himself, would clothe himself in the flesh and come in the name of the Gentiles. And it's also in the Bible where it speaks about him taking the kingdom and giving it over into the hands of the Gentiles. So yes, when, when, when we see that the Christian crusades and all of these things came in the form of the Gentiles, well, God prophesied it and it was purposed because his own people rejected him. So he gave, he took it and gave it over to the Gentiles. And this is why you had so much strife with the Jews, why you had so much strife with, um, you know, with believers that were of the Sanhedrin and of, um, you know, like the, the people of the, of the temple, because they refused to accept that their heritage was, was, was giving over to the hands of the Gentiles. And, and and they definitely refused that the Messiah was coming in the name of the Gentiles. They did not receive that. But it's written in not only just, you know, the New Testament, but it's also in the Old, and it's also in the books that have been taken out. And it's, and so, it's said in many ways. And so if we look even in John, it says, um, Which of you convinces me of a sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God hear of God's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me, and I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Very verily I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou myself, thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is our, your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. 
Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. And so even Jesus saying here that if he's honoring himself, it is nothing, but is God, he's honoring God, he's honoring who, who, who is inside of him, who he is. He's honoring God, first and foremost. He's honoring God. And so if we know that we are, we are doing things to honor God, that we know that we are doing things to, to build, to glorify God and to build the kingdom, not honoring ourselves, which is what this, this talk of, of I am claiming to be something that, that we are not, because we are not God. We are not gods. We are not that. And to say that is a worship of ourselves. To, to do things and to honor ourselves and to adorn ourselves with all of these qualities, to adorn ourselves with all these things and say that we are spotless is, is, is our worship of ourselves. And there's even a name for that in the Bible that's called bow worship, the worship of, your, of ourselves. It's, it's the complete possession of pride. And so when people are, are claiming this, um, doing their meditation, doing this, uh, this, these conscious communities inside of this, these new age communities inside of these occult communities saying that I am, you're taking away from the presence of God and trying to make yourself equal of God. And it's, it's a complete um, and utter um, abomination. And even when we, when we go back and we look at what, God said to Moses, it says, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said, Moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, have sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together.